Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. What's up, my brother? How are you, birthday boy? Woo! I'm another year older, another trip around the sun, my friend. I cannot believe it, man. I mean, it, I woke up this morning and I was thinking, wait, is today the Hey, the fourth is today Bob's birthday. Today and, is four and, four, and, yeah. And then I thought I'm gonna text him. I thought, well, it's a little early because it was real early. And then I thought, okay, no, no, no. I, I got to sleep with my phone. You can text me anytime. I had to remind myself at eight o'clock this morning to make sure I texted you. I did. Thank so, you for that. Yeah, because I was gonna forget. So I guess God's not yeah. done with me yet. No, no. I woke up again this morning. Yeah, so it's awesome. So we got to we got to get the studio. Look we at got that. Yeah. It looks like there's presents behind your head. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. little stars sparkling. Yeah, it's really cool. The producer put that That's together. not even CGI. That's like real. It is real. Oh, that's there, pretty cool. There's no CGI, man. <laughs> we got it hooked up in here. Then you have a happy birthday behind you happy with some balloons. So anybody that's listening You're gonna right sing now. You're going to sing to me, right? You're going to sing? Yeah, I should. Happy birthday okay, to stop. you. Stop. We, just, we just lost half our audience. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Christine, stop him. Can you cut off Happy his birthday, Mute, mute. May the Lord bless you. Well, thank you, Pete. Hey, I'm going to change the subject real Why? quick. We have a guest today. I, I would like it if you would introduce our guest. This is so exciting. And confusing. Yeah, because it's Bob number two. <laughs> so we have our friend Bob Griffin. Hey, Bob. He'll, Glad he'll, to be he'll, here. he'll share with us a little bit more about... Um, why he's here <laughs> yeah why are you here bob just hanging but, out but let me just share a little bit so he um brought to my attention this idea about let's you know let's prove that the resurrection really happened and what a and, timely <clears throat> timely time for this show and after getting to talk with him a little bit and just kind of getting into his brain a little bit man i'm fascinated at because he's he's big in apologetics he loves apologetics he studied a lot of apologetics and uh, okay, so for our listeners that don't know what apologetics is, can you can you give us a definition? Yeah, go ahead. A reason defense of your faith. So instead of saying just you believe something on faith, let's use reason and facts to back up what we believe. Um, what? Yeah. Excellent. So first, first Peter three fifteen is a verse that a lot of apologetics use. You know, based off of you know what what I believe and why I believe it, so they have a defense for that. Are you so, ready to give a yeah. reason? So that's kind of, that's where that, and we've known Bob for some time, Griff, that is, Griffin, that is. I'll call him Griff and I'll call Griff him works. Bobalicious. Okay. So that's Wonderful. So anybody Thanks. that's listening. That's what we're going to do. Anyway. So because he's been part of the men's breakfast. So Bob, he's yeah. Bobalicious. He's been at your <laughs> men's breakfast. Awesome so that's, that's kind of how we got it, which is amazing, right? Best food in town on Saturday morning. So, so share a little bit about who you are, Griff. Let our audience know who is Mr. Bob Griffin. Mr. Bob Griffin, I um, have been into apologetics since about 1994. My dad died, uh, became a doubter. I probably was a natural doubter, became a very big doubter when my dad died. Been into apologetics for the last 30 years, whatever that is, and my faith has grown tremendously. Going, gone from being a doubter to just having great faith now. Who are uh, apologetics can be very good for you. Who are some of the um, authors or speakers that you followed? The most, that, probably that spoken uh, to. the most, uh, Lee, Lee Strobel, um, Lee, Lee is probably the best. Like the case for Christ to just get yeah. people introduced into apologetics. Lee, great. Uh, Josh McDowell, this is probably, probably my two favorites. William Lane Craig, very yeah. deep, but, um, these guys are good. They can really help you put, put reason to your faith and have much better faith than when you started. Yeah. 
Yeah, if anybody talking about Josh McDowell, his son, Sean McDowell, also has a uh, program, a podcast, and he also has many books out. Sounds great. Too. Um, yeah, and yeah. Sean is, is he's kind of, I would say he's the, he's the, the newer apologetics, the newer generation coming mm-hmm. up, yeah, that are going. But yeah, he's been very blessed. Huh. Have you read any of their books? I, uh, um, the Lee Strobel book, I've read that. It's for, it's Christ. for Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah my, my, I remember when... Uh, I first got introduced to it. I used to buy like a 10 pack of those. They'll do that. And I would just give them out everywhere. Week. Yeah. You still doing it? They I think I one last have, week. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have on that bookshelf a case, a 10 pack of, of case. Pretty sure. Well, hand them out. They're not doing any good on the bookshelf. No, I, every, every time I give out books like crazy, man. I'm <laughs> you're, a book you're giver. you giving me a book to read. I always <laughs> give books. I, I, that is me. So I'm a reader. So anybody that knows me, I read and read and read and read. So what else is going on? Well, I don't, I think we should talk about you. So let's, okay, let's go back to Bob's birthday. Um, so give us, what is the most embarrassing birthday you've ever had? Yeah. Have you ever had an embarrassing moment or something that happened? Let me, let me start off. I had one time I was, uh, no, I want to talk about myself first. (laughs) So there was, there was a time when I was a kid, because I want to help you have time to think. Um, and I, I remember going with my kids and uh, my friends and um, my, I was at a water slide and my pants fell off when I was at the, my, and there was girls at my party. That was very embarrassing. That was my embarrassing. That's your big story. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, but I wanted to share it to help you think about your time. Right. Have you, do you ever had one of those moments? It's an embarrassing birthday. Yeah. I anything? I don't think so. Okay. Well, tell think. us your highlight. What's your best birthday? Though? Ooh um maybe i should have led with that want me to start i'll give you mine I'm just <laughs> <laughs> apparently you've had time to think about this you know I, I my my birthday is often often falls around easter and I, you know a few times in my life it was actually on easter day so i remember growing up as a kid my mom would always make an easter bunny birthday cake huh. that was like her thing so every year i would have like an easter bunny birthday cake so that was just kind of a not a big thing but it just yeah kind of stuck, cool. in, stuck in my memory yeah so, I don't know. Have you traveled on your birthday ever? Um, I did last year. You did? Yeah. Crystal and I, we went to see Carrie Underwood in Vegas. Remember? Oh, remember we talked that. about that. Yeah. yeah. And our anniversary is two days after my birthday. So, yeah. we kind of will celebrate both of those things sometimes. At the and same what year time. is that going to be this year? Um, for our wedding? Yeah. 20, anniversary. 21. So 21 years this Thursday when this, this drops, yeah. you'll be having your happy anniversary. Yeah, so Thursday when this So we should probably drops. say happy anniversary, happy Crystal. Happy anniversary, Crystal. Yeah. yeah, 21 years she's put up with me. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, funny. Christine and I have done that. Where Her birthday is in July and right. our anniversary is, well, we actually had our anniversary two days before her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Well, that was cool. So when we were getting married, the, um, we went to, we got married in Virginia and we traveled up there on my birthday. So it was kind of cool. It was not like, you know, like a, um, what do they call it? The reception dinner. Actually, I think that was the night before. So it was in between, but it was cool. So we had like birthday celebration and then I got to get married and what a great um, birthday gift, right? I mean, yeah. the best of all, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. That's what I told my wife when I married her. Yeah. I was like, you know, I don't need any more gifts. I got I, you, babe. Yeah. That's it. I got you, babe. The be- you want to sing that one? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway. So Bob, Bob, Bob uh, Griffin, have you had some fun birthdays? Anything happen in your life? That's been yeah, this my birthday usually for my motorcycle people. Uh, yeah. Daytona Supercross is usually on my birthday every year, which was this year. Wow, March fourth. So my son came down and we had a great time watching motors. The end of that, it's a great. 
So you do the off-roading basically. Autocross, right. Yeah. And you've broken every bone in your body or uh, just eight or nine, ten, something like that. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> That's every fun to watch. I didn't know you did that, Bob. Every, oh, yeah. really every cool. motorcross person I've talked to, I've asked yeah. the same question. It's I always, always, it's always do it, but it's, it's always a, lot a of fun big to number. Watch. Oh, yeah. It's a big number. It's a lot of fun to watch. I, um, in the West Coast, I don't know how big it is in the East Coast. I just know in the West, West Coast, Coast is where, where it was born. It's big. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. Way huge. It's the motorcross is a big deal. Because you got to be crazy. Well, I just uh, think yes. there's more land. <laughs> there's more land and more off-roading stuff. Where in the East Coast, it's all built up. I'm sticking with my crazy yeah. stuff. It's ad- adrenaline. Adrenaline junkie sounds better than crazy. Okay. Maybe that's it. That's same thing. Still crazy. Yeah. yeah I bet you we could probably redefine uh, that, you know, that and call it, put crazy somewhere in there. Adrenaline junkie. Yeah. <laughs> because they really are. I mean, there's, the same. there's guys that jump off of buildings you know with like nothing and they just it's crazy they hold on to the side or they're just the adrenaline junkies are just always looking for that next time you know what speaking of that it, yeah. you see those people that, that do the free climbing like in yosemite yeah like they're climbing crazy. Um, oh my uh, gosh El Capitan with no oh my ropes. gosh yes that is insane yes and they do it all the time and people die all the oh, time well, all yeah. the time <laughs> yeah they have like literally they have a, a place real close to, the, to that where they just stack the bodies yes. no that was <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they oh, should. Campus. It may be deterrent for other people doing it. <laughs> no, because you can't take that out of it. I mean, it's like I was yesterday. I was at, um, I went for a I went, took my family down to um, the Orlando wetlands. I think we talked about it on the show. And I'm like, man, I want to go really close to where all these alligators are, you know? And my daughter's like, no, don't go that far. Don't close it. But in me, the adrenaline kicks in. I was like, nah, dude, I want to go right down there. I want to see it. We're just, I, maybe it's a guy thing more than girls. I think guys are more like oh, that, yeah. right? Like that. Because yeah. we're, we're stupid. Maybe that's why. I don't think we have <laughs> as many nodding, smarts yes. as the women do. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's just, cut right let's just be honest. So God has given Your wife them. was agreeing with that comment, by the way. <laughs> she was. Men are stupid. We, just, we do things sometimes that are not very There's right. a reason Jesus called us sheep. Okay, with that, what is the most, besides you, I mean, because you had the adrenaline from the motocross, but what is something more crazier than that you've ever done? You ever done bungee jumping? Uh, I did one of the, the sky coaster, uh-huh. like at, on iDrive. Yeah. That was pretty nuts. Yeah, that's where cool. you, you did just like a free fall. Uh-huh. It catches you. Yeah, so, I was there when that happened with that Randy. Was, you did that, it with Randy. With Randy, yeah. yeah. You were there? Yeah. I forgot about that. I was there. That was nuts. Yeah. Um, What other crazy things? Probably the drop zones. Same thing. Drop yeah. zones are fun. Yeah. I don't know. I was, just, I was trying to think. I know I've done a lot of, of stuff. I'm afraid stuff. of heights too. So that was, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. When you do get high, I mean, I do get a little queasy too. And they're like, Ooh, yeah. we, we saw somebody the other day was walking on the Eiffel tower and they were literally walking on the thing with nothing. And I'm just going never, you know, cause it's, I mean, <laughs> couldn't do that. I'm looking down and I'm like, how in the world are you able to do that? I just couldn't do it. You know, that wasn't nearly as scary that was doing my first podcast. That was terrifying. That was that was <laughs> freaky. That is. If you any of you listeners, if you could ever go back and listen to our first podcast, oh, please don't. We were so raw that <laughs> we were them yet. It was it was embarrassing. But you know what? We got through it. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. We still don't have a clue what we're doing. Don't. But it was a Persons lot of fun. Are scary though. They are. They are. Yeah. It's just the unknown, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah. You know what else is scary? What? Competing against one of the best bowlers of all time. Oh, yeah, you got to do that. I got to bowl against the GOAT this weekend, yeah, you and I did. beat him 243 to 188. So who's the GOAT in the uh, bowling Walter world? Ray, Walter Ray Williams Jr. And he so, has over 100 titles. Google him. Yeah. Google him. You'll find out. Yeah, he's a big time. Um, and he was really nice and, and uh, humble in his loss and everything. He was just had 
nice encouraging words to say it was very cool and he knows you pretty well he wears his we mask and yeah we bowled <laughs> against him a few times so i see him every once in a while but that's the first time i've ever bowled him well no it's the second time i bowled him heads to head but yeah. the other time was a doubles match so you know we had you know we had partners obviously oh. yeah it was pretty cool what a great experience i am so blessed to be able to i was i was able to watch a, a little bit I of love. that I was your wife, I think, posted uh, something. I think it posted his feed. Well, Walter Ray live streams all of his. So phone. she posted he's that. He's got you know, thousands of followers. So that's what I got. To that's see. what you got to see. Yeah. Yeah. So all of his thousands of followers got to see Bob. Right. Take it to him. So that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. It was fun. I know all the time. This guy's like Mr. Professional over here. What a blessing <clears> to be able to do that. It's a lot of fun. All right. Let's get going. Man. All right. Let's we got open an up awesome up. show let's, today. Let's open up in prayer. Let's get rolling. All right. Heavenly Father, we just, we love you. We trust you. And uh, Father, we just, we just look forward to what uh, we're going to talk about today. Honestly, there's nothing more important than uh, this, this topic that we're going to talk about today. So Father, I pray that you would be with the show, that you would be with our listeners, that you would give us the words to speak, Lord, that uh, if we say anything that is untrue, that you would correct it before it hits the ears of our listeners. We love you and thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we titled this as of as of right now, did Jesus really resurrect from the dead? Now, I've had many people question that and I've had I've talked to many, I guess they would be atheists. And then I've also talked to many Muslim friends about the resurrection of Jesus. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that they just can't believe, especially the Muslims. I was like, there's no way that God, Allah, you know, you know, let him die. And he didn't rise. He just took him right away. You know, just kind of like what he did with Elijah and what he did with Enoch. He just took them, took them out. And that's what they said. That's what they believe that happened to Jesus. But we as Christians don't believe that we believe that he actually physically died, went into the grave for three days and then rose again. And so, so let's answer the question. Did he really resurrect from the dead? And so we're going to do our best. And that's why we brought in Bob Griffin here. We brought in the expert. We brought in the expert. So that's called expert. Yeah, so God, <laughs> so we could do our best to help bring some light to let's let's just look at it and let's look at the Bible says and and uh, we'll go from there. All right, let's go. All right, every year, timely. This is timely, Pete and Bob. Yeah. Every year we celebrate Easter with symbols of spring, while modern reenactments of Holy Week portray the proverbial character. So this, so it's Easter this coming it, Sunday it, as we drop. Right. So this yeah. drops on Thursday. Yeah. You know, we should do like bunny Friday. ears on our heads when we and our thumbnails. What do bunny ears have to do with Easter? It's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? Yeah. We just got Pete <laughs> had no words to say. It got happens. Him. That happens. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Many believe, but many, but many ask the question this. Did the resurrection of Jesus really happen? Jesus's resurrection is the most important, most significant event ever in history. It altered time between BC and AD. So why do so many individuals believe that it never occurred? In today's show, we're going to show undeniable proof that Jesus did truly come back to life after being dead for three days. This event in history is the greatest miracle to ever happen. So now there's a little bit of, I mean, we're saying undeniable truth from how we see it. It's undeniable truth. Okay. From our research and from doing, you know, deep dive in history and so forth, it's undeniable truth. Well, now, people can deny anything. If they're a skeptic, they're not going to believe can say, it. The sky's not right. blue. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Well, actually, today it might be a little bit lighter blue, could be a little gray hue. But anyway, so, yeah, you, they can debate it, right? No, the sky is red. Whatever. On certain days, in the morning or at okay, night. Okay, stop. 
All right. So let's go back to this point. So Bob Griffith, Griff, what made you want to do a show like this? So go ahead and share that question for you. If you told a Southern atheist what we believe is Jesus died, was in a tomb for three days, and then he rose from the dead, Southern atheists say, your heart. Mm -hmm. So we have a pretty wild and audacious claim in the resurrection. So I can see a lot of people not wanting to believe that. And uh, actually, I've got uh, my best motorcycle riding buddy back at home for 30 years, Dave, atheist, agnostic, somewhere in there. So I'm always thinking when we're, when we're going to talk, and I say to him to bring more reason. Christians are always told, well, we believe more faith, reason. So I thought, what can I do to bring more reason into why you should believe in the resurrection? So that's what we're going to do today. You look at three different points, bring in more reason to go along with your faith to make a great for the resurrection. That's exactly right. So, Bob, let's start our first statement, and then we'll just start dissecting. That sounds good. Right. So why is proving the resurrection so important? Because it's the foundation of our Christ Christian faith, or, or the Christian faith. Yeah, it's, it starts exactly there. But, Griff, why don't you kind of share 1 Corinthians 15, 13, 14, and then let's discuss that aspect. Yeah, what that says is, but if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. The, the resurrection is evidence that Jesus is God and God accepted Christ's sacrifice for our sins on the cross. No valid arguments against the resurrection. We believe there's ample evidence to prove the resurrection actually occurred. So basically, if our whole faith is null and void, this is not true. So thus, we need to make a very good case. I mean, it, everything, everything depends on this. Everything. There's no point in doing the podcast. Anymore. No point in doing yeah, the podcast. No, nothing. That's not true. Everything depends on it. Let me, I wrote a little monologue and let me just kind of read it in that just the kind of set up kind of where we're coming from. I said, first, the resurrection witness to the immense power of God himself. To believe in the resurrection is to believe in God. If God exists and if he created the universe and has power over it, then he has power to raise the dead, period. If he does not have such power, he is not worthy of our faith and worship. Only he who created life can resurrect it after death, and only he can reverse the hideousness that is death itself, and only he can remove the sting of death and gain the victory over the grave. First Corinthians 15, 54, 55 says that. So in, in resurrection, Jesus from the grave, God reminds us of his absolute sovereignty over life and death. So that's my first kind of thought process. What about the resurrection? The next is the resurrection of Jesus Christ is also important because it validates who Jesus claimed to be, namely the son of God and the Messiah. According to Jesus, his resurrection was the sign from heaven that authenticated his ministry. The resurrection of Jesus attested to by hundreds of eyewitness provides irrefutable proof that he is the savior of the world. We're going to get into that a little bit more. Another reason the resurrection of Jesus is important is that it proves his sinless character and divine nature. The scripture says God's holy one would never see corruption. Psalm 1610 says that. And Jesus never saw corruption, even after he died. It was on the basis of the resurrection of Christ that Paul preached, through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. And the last reason why the resurrection of Jesus not validates his deity, but it also validates the Old Testament prophets that foretold of Jesus' suffering and resurrection. Christ's resurrection also authentic authenticated his own claims that he would be raised from the dead on the third day. 
if Jesus is not resurrection, then we have no hope that we can be either. In fact, apart from the resurrection, we have no savior, no salvation, no hope, no eternal life. The Paul said of our faith is to be useless. The gospel would altogether be powerless. So I just went through kind of just a few things that what we believe and why we believe that Jesus was a resurrection, but we're going to actually dissect this and we're going to get into it a little bit more. So, all right. To, awesome. your, to your first point, if we believe there's a God that can, can create the universe, how hard is it to resurrect some? I know, right? A minor thing. Good yeah, point. it is. It's just, I it's the most it. basic of, of anything. So, all right. Well, this okay. is going to be a good show as we dive into all of that, people. Before we do that, let's dive deeper into, uh, before we do that, let's, uh, you know what? Let me ask you a different question. All right. How many other people in the Bible were resurrected from the dead? Were there any? <laughs> I think it's a really good way place to start. So yeah, of course. I mean, let's define the word first, resurrect. Um, it means to restore a dead person to life. So let's fully understand what we're talking about. So while Jesus was not the only person brought back from the death to life by resurrection, he is, however, the only person resurrected in a glorified body that will never die again. So we want to make sure that we clarify that. Okay, so we're there's two different things. The people, Lazarus was resurrected from the dead but he ultimately died. Jesus was resurrected from the dead, but he gained a glorified body. One day we will. We'll talk about that a little bit more. With that said, the number there are a number of accounts of resurrection in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. But remember that the people who were resurrected lived again in fully human bodies, as we just said. And then Jesus had the glorified Bibles. The Bible tells us three resurrections from the dead in the Old Testament and five in the New Testament. It also tells us of a number of a group of people who are resurrected from the grave following Jesus' resurrection. We don't know exactly how many, but can you imagine? Jesus rose from the grave and there's a bunch of dead people walking around Israel afterward. I mean, can you imagine their grave clothes are coming out? Oh, a bunch like of a money. zombie apocalypse. I mean, it, that's probably where they get that from, right? <laughs> they had to have. They got it from there. They're like, no, it happened one time on earth. It can happen again. You know, a bunch of dead people. But all right, so that's kind of it. So it remains a mystery of exactly how many, but I'm sure it was a lot. Maybe everybody lot. within that vicinity of that area. There's that's people. crazy. Man, yeah. I thought there was just one. I mean, I knew a Lazarus. I didn't realize yeah, there were man. all of these different ones. And it's not, and it's, and again, we're not going to get into the history of this, but there is the eyewitness account. We're going to talk about this, but just those dead resurrected people. There's so many people that have actually testified to this, Josephus and other ones, historians that have said this. And we can't just say none of them are telling the truth. Hmm. You know, there, it has, there has to be validity in this. There has to be truth to this. So, you know. All right. So right. you said there were three in the Old Testament and five in the New Testament. Who are they? All right. Well, let me do the first. I'll do the old and, and okay. Griff, why don't you do the new? So the first one I, I would say is in Kings 17, 17 through 24, the widow of Zaphiris, Zarephath's son. Who? I know, right? Zarephath. The. the first account of a resurrection in the Bible is the widow's son. Remember when um, uh, she was lodging with Elijah? And so we don't know the name of either the mother or the son, but we know the mother is simply referred to as the widow from Zarephath who provided food and lodging for the prophet Elijah. So remember, he died. She came back. He said, what are you doing? And he said, Let, you know, he went in there and I think he laid on he him, laid right? on him. Yeah. And yeah. then he came back to life. All right. Let's go to the next one. Oh, and the next one. Shulamite. I'm doing these. You're doing the um, ultimate. Shulamite. <laughs> Carry on. Shunammite's women's uh, son. So the Shunammite women's son is 2 Kings 4, 18 through 37. Again, again, there was a son of the unnamed woman known as a Shulamite who was resurrected. It was the prophet Elisha at this time, Elijah's successor, who raised this woman from the sun. Elisha would often 
stay in the upper room of the home of this woman and her husband. But one day Elisha was in Mount Caramel and the couple's son died and he came back and then the woman came. All right. The next one was in what? Second, second Kings 13 through 20 through 21. So if you want to know about all the resurrections, go to Kings, read first and second Kings and then you'll get them. But this was the man that was thrown into Elijah's grave. Remember after Elijah died and was buried, hands of the Moabites invaded the land. Um, and they were burying, they were preparing to bury a man's body near Elisha's grave. And they saw an approaching band of men in haste. The men threw the body into Elijah's grave. And when the body touched the bones of Elijah, it received and it man stood up. Do you remember that? You think that freaked those people out? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But, <laughs> but if people ask, well, why did that happen now? Why doesn't it happen now or whatever? Well, and we're not saying that it doesn't happen now because I'm sure it does. We don't have exactly some of these ports, but I think Lee Strobel actually has a case for heaven or a case for miracles where right. he talks about these miracles or certain things that have happened. Um, but it God, anything that God does in the Bible, it's for his glory. So if there's something that's happening in a supernatural, miraculous way, it's because he has a divine plan behind it. And, and so he uses different methods and different ways now than he did back then. Mm. Um, but we have to understand that that's kind of what happened. All right, go ahead. Let's talk about the New Testament. In the New Testament, you had Jesus with the widow of Nain's son, uh, the widow's son in, from Nain. Um, so what Jesus did, he was walking up, he sees a funeral procession. He comes up to the coffin, touches the coffin, tells a young man to arise, he does. Yeah. So we also have Jairus, if I'm saying that correctly, Jairus' yeah. daughter in Luke 8, 49, 56. Jesus goes to Jairus' home. They that the daughter has died jesus says don't be afraid i'm going to come and make her well so when he does come up he has peter james and john with him jesus tells everybody hey don't worry she's not dead but sleeping so they laughed at him yep didn't believe him so what does yep. he do he says little girl arise yep she rises from the dead All right, here's one for uh bobalicious lazarus <laughs> yeah. in john 11 jesus goes to the tomb in bethany so john uh, john uh, lazarus had been dead not one day, not three, like Jesus, he'd been dead four days. So we have a uh, stink maybe coming on. I'm thinking uh, there was linen yeah. strips. So when he comes out, I so, think he comes out smelling, so he, he comes out smelling, but yeah. he does look like the zombie apocalypse. He still has the linen strips on him. Jesus says, come out. So after four days, basically, is he just making sure, Hey, four days, this is me. This is not somebody went in, uh, they were yep. sleeping, whatever. Uh, no, yep. this, this is me four days. Yep. I made this happen. Now, we also have, uh, besides Jesus, we had Peter and Paul also did a resurrection. So Peter was in, uh, she, he raised Tabitha in Acts yep. 9, 36, 43. Yeah, she was, remember her name was Dorcas. Or either one, Tabitha yeah, yeah, So if Dorcas. you're looking for a baby name this year, Dorcas is not do it. taken. Dorcas is a good name for <laughs> <laughs> wait that's not nice bob that's funny this so jesus, lady, it might have been popular back then <laughs> anyways dorcas was raised from the dead raised from peter peter came peter, and raised peter. her yes and then uh eucatus i'm saying that eutychus if yeah, that's eutychus. right in acts 27 through 12 paul was speaking he falls out of a, a eucatus falls falls out of a three-story window hits the ground and dies so paul raises him so we have old testament new testament we have jesus peter paul so again the a lot whole, of people do a lot of people and events of resurrection no that's the guy that he was listening to paul preach and he fell yes. asleep yes. And fell out the fell window. Out the window. Yes. Yes. okay yeah so again um the go back to I think he's gonna, critiquing the sermon yeah he did because <laughs> <laughs> he was too <laughs> that's too funny anyway so go back to the point that i was just making is again back during that time or or you know, God used resurrection as a way to show his power. And so it was like, you know, false gods cannot raise people from the dead, right? 
false entities or people that think that they have the power there. It is not through power. It's only by the power of Jesus and the Holy spirit of God that can actually raise someone from the dead. But it did happen. It wasn't, you know, there's many reports of people being raised from the dead, but it, it, if you look at it, it's never about them. It's never about their power. It's always about the power of God. It will always point people back to them. So, resurrection wasn't like an uncommon thing to the Israelites back then. It wasn't normal. It was normal. It was something they just, they, they knew it happened. And so, but for Jesus, it was a little bit different. That's the whole point of the ascension, right? So the ascension was they saw him actually raise up and go into heaven. And then the angels came after that Remember in acts one, where they came back and said, he's no longer here. He's ascended. So he took on a glorified body. And we know that too, because he walked through walls. You guys remember that? So when he came back, getting to that, yeah, he walked through walls. So we'll talk about that a little bit more, but that's, that's the difference. The Lazarus was not walking through a wall. Okay. Lazarus <laughs> lived it out and then he died again. Right. But he was a testimony to the resurrection power that came from God, you know, and we can get into the spiritual people are dead all over the place spiritually. Right. And Jesus breathes life into them and resurrects them and redeems them. And they become, um, you know, Amen. that's that. good. Yeah. All right, let's get it. I want the spiritual gift of walking through walls. That seems pretty cool. I can't wait one day. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get back. Let's get back to Jesus's resurrection. We know he died from crucifixion. The nature of the Roman crucifixion uh, assures death. Before his crucifixion, Roman lictors yeah. flogged Jesus. That's what they call them, lictors. lictors. That yeah. is, even uh, sounds hardcore. evil. It sounds yeah. awful. All right. They tortured him to the point of half death. Then crucifixion demanded the pounding of nails into his hands and his feet. Mm. And then you're hung on a cross, slowly suffocating from nine in the morning until just before sunset. You can see that in Mark 15. Mm. To ensure that Jesus was really dead, the governor, Pilate, had a Roman soldier stab into his side a spear. See John 19.34. Then Pilate allowed Joseph of Arimathea. You didn't think I could say that? No, I just wanted to help you. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Yeah. To take Jesus's body for burial. See Mark 15. You were going to say it though, right? You had it. I think I had it. You had it. Arimathea. I know. know. How about that? Yeah. So um, we know that Jesus was buried in the tomb. Joseph of Arimathea put Jesus' body in his new tomb and rolled a large stone across the entrance. We know that. So we, we see that in Matthew 25, Mark 15, Luke 23, and then also in John 19. It's in all, all four of the gospels. We, we understand this is a big event. There's a reason why it's an offer of the gospel. Um, concerned that someone might steal the body, the Jews requested a guard at the tomb and Christ's body remained there until Sunday morning. So that is what the word of God said. That's what the actual eyewitnesses are saying. Okay. So the eyewitnesses went on and tested. And listen, if the eyewitness weren't, I mean, they tried to pay, you know, the Roman guards to say that, oh, you know, they came in the middle of the night and they stole the body and all this stuff. But we're going to talk about Jesus coming back again and actually revealing himself. But the eyewitnesses could have been, they could have stopped it before it started, right? But there's, you can't stop truth. You can't stop something that actually really happened. And so here they are, witness, eyewitnessing about this. They have passion. They're sharing this truth. They're, they're spreading it everywhere. It's like, if I saw Bob Griffin come back from the dead, I'm going to be the dude. I saw him without a shadow of a doubt walking. And I know for he was dead because I felt his cold body. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's no doubting it. And there's no way they would have crushed it. They would have stopped it. And it just spread like wildfire. So I don't know. What's your thoughts to that? 
It's, it's very powerful. I think, well, one thing that came to my mind was Passion of the Christ. Yeah. The movie, had, it was pretty yeah. uh, hardcore, Hard graphic, but that was that was nothing compared to what really happened. When they, when they would, the lictors got done yeah. with you, you probably could see organs, you could see bones. Yep. So the people say, well, maybe he was in there just uh, hanging out. He came out in one piece. Uh, no, those those guys were hardcore. They did their job well. He was dead when he got put in there. So we So we know he was dead. So now we'll talk about the resurrection and see what what happens after his appearances after that. You know, we, we put a lot of attention to Jesus's beating and, you know, on Sundays and people understand that, but I'm just thinking this man, Jesus himself, God himself was, was innocent of beyond innocent. Mm -hmm. He was blameless. He was holy. He was righteous. And he suffered like this. It's just, it's mind boggling. Willingly. Yeah. You know, and I, and I always, I, whenever I hear that, I always tell people or share with people, listen, I, I sh- I'm positive you've been hurt by somebody. I'm positive people have backstabbed you. I'm positive that people have done wrong to you when you were innocent. But have they done what they've done to Jesus? Have they, have they, I mean, there's, I mean, Jesus went through it all. He paid it all. He gets what you're going through. And yet he never once, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Never once did he condemn them. Never once did he, did he lash out at them. But we are so quick to want to lash out at people that that have harmed us or hurt us or beat us. So true. And Jesus taught us such a life lesson there. And he shot us. I said, no, he continued to love them in spite of. And so, right. The crucifixion was one of the probably the worst form of punishment at that time, if not ever. And he willingly was crucified. Yeah. And you can understand his, you know, in, in the, in the, in the man, as the man, the fully human part of him was saying, Lord, is there any other way? I mean, I can comprehend it. He's probably in his mind. He's seen this happen so many times already since he's living there, seen these crucifixions, seen these scourging, seen these beatings. And he's like, I know I'm going to have to go through that, but that's not going to feel good. You know, is there any other way? And I can, I can understand exactly. that. But his famous words are not my will, but your will be done. And it's the same thing that he's teaching us today. It's, it's, we might go through hardship. We might go through stretching. We might go through things that are just uncomprehensible. But we don't do it so that it glorifies ourselves. We don't do it so it pleases ourselves. We do it. We go through it so that God is glorified and everything that we do that he is glorified. So Amen. what an awesome yeah. lesson that is. All right, let's move on. All right. We know that Jesus's tomb was empty a few days later. However, we know that this point is debated by, by many. But many scholars do believe that on Sunday, witnesses discovered Jesus's tomb to be empty. Each gospel provides an empty tomb scenario. You can see it in Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 20, with an angel appearing to confirm that he is not here. He is risen. I love that part. I he think that's is really risen. Cool. Yeah, I like that. But I just like, you know, God is always sending angels everywhere. You know, it's like, hey, you know, there's this divine being hanging out with you. And, you know, there's, yep. he can wipe out 100,000 people in one, you know, instant. You know that because it says it in the Bible. We're not just making that. Anyway. Um, they might be able to debate it, but they can't debate the disciples' experienced a literal appearance in the risen Christ. We just talked about that. Remember in 1 Corinthians 15, 6, it says that Jesus appeared to more than 500 different eyewitnesses in various settings. But let me just share what uh, Lee Strobel, talking about Lee Strobel, here's what he said. He said, I went to a psychologist friend and said, if 500 people claimed to see Jesus after he died, it was just an hallucination, right? The doctor said, no, hallucinations are for in, an individual event. If 500 people have seen the same hallucination, that's a bigger miracle than the resurrection. And so I kind of put it in perspective, but these are 500 <laughs> people, eyewitnesses that are written down history. You know, we have 
Um, we have Justin Martyr talking about we have um oh my mind's blank. We have John's uh uh John's disciple, and it's on the tip of my tongue, it'll come. But then we have all these different people that have already were testifying. Yeah, no, that really happened. It really had there's no denying that. So if you're denying it, that means that you're refusing history. It's like saying Abraham Lincoln never said that. George Washington wasn't the thing. You're denying right. history, you're denying facts. So you can deny it. We could say that George Washington never did what he did. But the truth is he did what he did because we have written history, we have written documents, we have eyewitnesses that testify. So anyways, same with Jesus. Same yeah. with that. All right. But there's many more. So uh, Griff, why don't you go ahead and just walk through the different, like, you know, I think there's like 10 occasions, yeah, 10, right? And build yeah. on the first point too, because the uh, resurrections that we talked about, the eight or 10 instances of those, many times I've read through the Bible and never really put it together that there's 10 instances of resurrections. So same thing here, we're going to talk about his appearances there's at least 10 of those. And so you, you read them here and there in the Bible, but you think, all right, this is a powerful case. There's a lot of them. We have John uh, 20, Mary Magdalene is at the tomb. And Matthew, the other Mary and several women were at the tomb. Had in Luke, Simon, uh, Peter mentions an appearance. And Luke again, uh, Cleopas and others on the road to Emmaus. Uh, Luke, is that right? It's Cleopas and Emmaus. Ah, close enough. Yeah. Right, so in Luke 24, uh, the disciples minus Thomas, they thought he was a ghost. He said, go ahead and touch me. Yep. So then that was Thomas, a cool story, uh, though. Well, that was a cool story because he's sitting there. I mean, we, we talked about this in the prep. It's like if I was Thomas, I'm thinking the same thing. Right? I mean, it's like, okay, wait a minute. I'm you just like through that wall. Where, you didn't even knock on the door. You didn't come. You just whoop, you're there. Wait, what? And it's like, OK, now I can. You look a little different, Jesus. I mean. From what I remember, you looked like, you know, yesterday or three days ago. Now you look a little bit different. Is that really you? And then he's like, dude, look at look at what I have. I mean, I, prove it. Touch me. Feel me. Right. He yeah. came through the wall. But I'm like Thomas, too. Uh, really? You guys saw him? Uh, can, can you bring him in where I can see? Him? Yeah. So then when he does get to see him, what does he do? He has to touch his hands, yep. touch my side. And he yep. believes. so doubting Thomas, he doubted up until that point. Uh, we also have in John, we had all disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. This is where also Jesus restored Peter. Uh, and we had in Matthew, the disciples were with Jesus at the Great Commission. And then in Luke, they were all the disciples were there at the Ascension. And then we had the 500 people at once. Yeah. What jumped out to me is that the disciples at the Great Commission and at the Ascension. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty powerful. They're, they're there to see that, and it's going to mold them later on. And I mean, if you're, again, if you're listening to this and you had doubt, um, in your mind, you're, you're basically turning off eyewitness accounts. And so these are actual physical people that have written down and testified of this. And I know sometimes it's really hard to believe and say, oh, that was so long ago or whatever, but there really is nobody that I've read. And Griff, you can maybe help me with this, but I, there's really nobody that I've seen that I've read that have been able to prove that the resurrection has never happened. Yeah. They, they yeah. cannot deny the historical events, the historical writings, the historical eyewitnesses to this, to this taking place. There's nobody out there. Yeah. There's there, if, if something was so fake, wouldn't you think there would be a lot of things out against it? I mean, when we see some fake news or stuff that's coming out, there's a lot of opposition against stuff that's not real, right? No, that's not real. And they were going to tell the truth, right? Here's the truth. Same thing with Jesus. There wasn't, there's in, nothing that stuck through history that have proven that. So. And the appearances make it stronger. How much of, of a case is that? And this is your faith versus reason. This is not faith. This is reason. Hey, here's the people. Yeah. 500 at one time. It's not a hallucination. Right. People actually did see him after the fact. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. You, you keep saying eyewitness accounts. I think people forget that the, that's exactly what the Gospels are. 
Matthew, Mark, True. Luke, and John, they're eyewitness accounts. These are people that were there and saw it and, uh, and, and wrote it down. So that's good. Yeah. Good stuff, guys. Yeah. All right. One of the biggest testimonies about the authenticity of the resurrection of Jesus is the transformation that took place in his disciples alone. To me, this is the number. I mean, if, if we were trying this case in court, this would be the, the clincher for me. Yeah. Um, they went from doubters, <clears throat> see John 2019, to fearless proclaimers of Jesus's resurrection. Yeah. And then they even died for their faith. I mean, just take Peter, for an example. He was denying even knowing Jesus to a teenage girl yeah. one moment. And then the next moment in Acts, was it Acts 2 or Acts 3, he's proclaiming in front of the same Dude. people that yeah. killed Jesus yeah. that, no, he is the Lord. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's huge. I, I mean, put the, put the situation. So here it is. Um, Peter is, uh, you know, I, I, I shared this in prep. There's armed guards everywhere. People are, out, are in a frenzy. They're wanting to kill people. They're wanting to arrest people. They're, ah, you know, there's all this craziness. And Peter's sitting there warming himself with a fire. And he's yep. like, and he's looking and he's seeing all this. And his mind, he's like, ah, dude, I don't want to die. I want to live tomorrow, right? And so, yeah, he denies him. I would have done the same thing, right? Yeah, if, if, if I was working through that. And then when yeah, the power- take, so, so take it easy on Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when the power of the Holy Spirit came on him, though, in Acts 2 at Pentecost, and that took place- it, it, Peter became transformed by the renewing of mind at that point. He is the Holy Spirit now in, in, engulfed him. It was, it was no longer Peter that was living. It was Christ that living within him. And that was one of the beautiful things of Jesus going to be with the resurrected. You know, he wanted to be with the father so he could send us the Holy Spirit. And so it, that Peter was no longer speaking. It was, it was God in him that was speaking. And, and when we have Jesus inside of us and the Holy Spirit, and we believe in this resurrection, we believe that he died on the cross and rose again for the third day, we then become changed and we become bold. We become different. And that is what took place with them is they, their whole, their whole life changed because it's like, I can literally walk on water now. I can see mountains move in front of me. There's these obstacles that once affected me no longer. I now see people as Jesus sees them. I now love people as Jesus loved them. I'm now been doing things the way that Jesus did them because they're no longer living in their own flesh. And so if we're listening into this and, and we're saying, okay, well, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm still fear of God. I don't like to share with, I don't like to witness. I don't like to, you know, do these things. Well, I, what I'm telling you is if you come in contact with the living God, he is alive because he rose from the dead and you and you allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of you, you will be transformed and you will be changed. And there will be a testimony in your life and you will start having boldness. And then you, the fear that you had from the Roman soldiers or the guards or anybody else, it dissipates. Because again, you're living as God was living. I don't know, Griff, thoughts? Well, actually what you mentioned, they, how free they were after that, they actually performed resurrections. Peter and Paul actually performed resurrection so they were out and they had they suffered terrible persecution too stonings jail uh, i mean it's it was not easy to be a disciple no book tour back in those days they went out <laughs> and if anything it was i mean it's very hard on them so why did what what changed like they all they all hid at the crucifixion so what changed is they're going out and they're suffering this persecution gladly so it's it's amazing, but let me, let's just go through this. Let's go through history. Okay. So th here's what happened to these disciples. Okay. So if this was fake, would this take place? Okay. So history tells us that James was killed by a sword for the faith. 
Peter was crucified upside down. Hmm. Andrew was crucified. Thomas had pine spears thrust into him and tortured with red hot plates, then burned alive. Philip tortured and then crucified. Matthew was beheaded. Bartholomew was skinned and then crucified. James, Jesus' brother, was cast down from the temple and then beaten to death. Simon was crucified. Judas Thaddeus was beaten with sticks. Mattathias stoned while hanging on the cross. Paul was beheaded. That is just the tip of the iceberg. Many others after that were martyred for their faith. Who dies for a person that didn't rise from the grave? You, if the guy, I'm telling you, Griff, if you rose from the grave, I'm going to swear by it. I'm going <laughs> to say to everybody, you can't tell me I didn't see him rise from the grave. People don't die for a lie. They don't die for If you know it's a lie. And the best thing die. is, is they know he's now God is because they sat there. We just talked about it. They saw him ascend into heaven. Yep. They physically saw him leave. And so that's how they know that, no, that was not just a man that rose back like Lazarus. That was a man that actually disappeared right in front of us. And then an angel comes and says, yeah, he's no longer here. He's gone. He's good. You know, one day he's going to come back again. But as of right now, he's with the father. Yeah, the one that jumps out at me is James, Jesus' brother. Because in Mark 3.21, Jesus' family thought he was crazy. Mm-hmm. So we, we came to seize him. He's, he's crazy. What's he doing? So the brother who was with him, who should know everything, goes to his death willingly saying, no, my brother did rise from the dead. I saw him. So if anybody would be in, in the position to say, eh, we really shouldn't believe that, Is it would it? be him. Absolutely. All right, let's go on to the next one. All right, so even more proof of the resurrection is this. The disciples centered their whole message around his resurrection. Christ's resurrection was the subject of Peter's first sermon at Pentecost. His following address was at the temple in Acts 3. And then before the Jewish Sanhedrin in Acts 4, everywhere the apostles went, they preached the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, they could shut up. Yeah, so they, did, they could have been talking about the stories of the three years that he was teaching them and leading them. No, it was all about the resurrection. Their main central message was that. When, remember when Paul went into Athens, right? And, and, and the, you know, the philosophers and everybody was there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Athens, by the way, in a couple of weeks. But anyway, so he's sitting there and I'm going to be at Mars Hill. I'm going to actually be at the physical location that Paul did this. But he's looking around. He's like, look at all these other gods you have. Right. And, 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 and he starts talking about the unknown God. And then he just starts going in talking about the resurrection of Christ. And it's like, that's his central message, because without the resurrection of Christ, none of the gods are matter because you'd be just like every other God. That's right. But he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and then he did that. But you don't make it your, your main part of your message if it's not true, period. And because of all of the eyewitnesses, what they were saying could have easily been debunked and history tell us that it never occurred. We know that the apostles had repeated confrontations with the Jewish authorities. These Jewish leaders would not produce the body, nor did they even organize a search. I mean, come on. It's like they knew. No, mm-hmm. this... That, those that cohort of Roman soldiers that were sitting there, they they're like, dude, I know for a fact <laughs> I didn't fall asleep. I know for a fact they didn't come and take it. I don't know how they got those that thing away without waking us up or anything. There's a cohort. There's like 500 men all around. They're yeah. guarding this. Their lives were at stake. If yeah, they, they, they would have they would have been put to death. Yeah, there is no doubt that that took place. None. All right, and all they right. didn't even do an investigation. All right. As a result of their preaching, the church was born and grew to where it is today. There are lots of good reasons why the church should never even have started. For instance, the first church was predominantly made up of Jews. 
Jews are monotheistic. See Deuteronomy 6.4. Yet they proclaim that Jesus, a man, was God. That's just fascinating to me. So again, so that is a, a religious people being transformed. That was, that yes. is a person that it's like, sometimes you go to, like, if you go to a, um, a Muslim, I mean, when they give their life to the Lord, that's like changing from one form of belief to a whole different one. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle in itself. Right. And, and this is the greatest miracle that ever took place. And so the resurrection of Jesus took place and it changed everything. It changed history. It changed the way people think. It changed the way people believe. It changed everything. It changed our calendar. It changed our calendar. <laughs> but we also know there was a host of problems almost immediately. The difficulties included persecution, threats, and deaths. Yet salvation came to 3,000 people when Peter preached in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And the number of new Christians swelled daily. Within days, 2,000 more became believers. The number of disciples increased rapidly. And the result, result of the growth care for the widows fell Wait, and as a result, the growth care for the widows fell to the appointed deacons assisted by the church. And so a new form of system took place. And so now we have a, a church. We have the church taking care of the body of Christ. We have things, to, a whole new form of way of living. Uh, they started doing, sac- or not sacrifices, but they started doing communion and taking remembrance. And, and everything changed because of what Jesus did. And so it was a massive overhaul, a massive change in history. And there's no way that that could have been fake for that stuff to happen. No way. All right, let's move on. All right. Sunday became the primary day of worship instead of the Jewish Sabbath on Saturday. Jesus's resurrection was on the first day of the week, Matthew 28. So Christians made Sunday their primary day of worship. So he changed their worship day, too. That's the funny part about it. Right. It's like they started worshiping on the first day when mm-hmm. Jesus. And the right. Jews were pretty serious about the Sabbath. Huge. Oh, yeah. They still are. <laughs> they still are. They yes, still, right. still are. I mean, they have their um, what do they say? Shabbat Shalom or Shalom Shabbat or something on Friday. And that's the day of Passover. So, so it's Saturday morning. Yeah. That's it. But to change the day they worshiped in the Jewish culture is a huge deal. The change this week, too. It is something the great occurred and they altered their entire lives. But what was your final thought or thoughts on that, Griff? Because I know that you had something written down. Yeah, my, my final thought was just uh, we started off asking the question, can you believe in the resurrection? Say, let's look at it instead of a faith based reason. Yeah, I believe in it because I'm a Christian. Let's look at it by reason. So what we saw that resurrection was a whole lot more common than we probably thought back in those days. Jesus had many appearances in many places, and you saw how the disciples had horrible deaths saying they had seen the risen Jesus. So they went from from hiding to saying, no, we believe in this guy. We will die because we believe this is true. So how many people can, can we get to any of us going to die for a lie right here? I mean, just three of us, if we know it's a lie no. and I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me that's a lie. I'm going to tell, I'm going to call it out as a lie real quick. What are some of the skeptics? What are the, the, what do they say that is not the reason why the resurrection? We covered some of them. What, what, is there any other ones that we didn't cover? Uh, one of the, this is a great, even the swoon theory. Yeah. You swoon, you faint, something like that. Yeah. They say, well, Jesus just kind of fainted. He went in the tomb and he came out three days later. Yeah. But we talk about uh, like with the movie, Yeah. the depiction uh, was just the, the yeah. beating, the torture yeah. was crazy. And I always that people that that uh, go by that theory said, "Would you like to have a test and see if we can do that on you?" And you got to put a spear inside too. Right. You also have to do that. So, you know, if you really thought about it, would you want to actually try that? If somebody oh. lets you, they use the cat of nine tails, or they use and just mm-hmm. get ripped up, have this 
and then have no, uh, no medical help in three days. I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. So some of these theories are, yeah. Yeah. They just, yeah. And then I use the other make one. Sense. I use the other one talking about the Muslims, what they believe that he was just taken from the cross, like Elijah, yeah. you know, how he was taken up. Um, that, that I can understand that, but, but his appearance afterwards and then him ascending into heaven afterwards kind of debunks that. So, yes. I mean, they have to physically deny. So the Muslims have to deny I know that's not so. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thought. Any thoughts, thoughts that you think kind of sum up these skeptics on the resurrection? I think, I think we've hit the main points that really, I mean, clinch it for me. Like I said, you know, just the proof that they all they all went to their death. Um, there's just no way they, they would do that for a lot. How'd you phrase it again? If it was a court of law, which point? Oh, yeah, that, you put that? that I think it was our statement six. It just said, you know, the testimony of, you know, the 11 disciples, the fact that they went to their death, that would that would prove it to me. So. Let me just read this and then we'll just close in prayer. But Jesus' resurrection is above all other resurrections. Just as Jesus is the name above all names, his resurrection stands above all others. In all the resurrections we just reviewed, each person lived again, but also died again. Hmm. Jesus lives forevermore. And when the bodily resurrections of the living and the dead occur, all who belong to Jesus will be raised to life eternally forevermore. And all who have died in their sins will be judged and condemned, John 5.29 tells us. Because of this, we should tell everyone about Jesus. Share the gospel of the saving grace with all people and be disciplers and multiply. Help build the kingdom of God on earth in the future, glorified kingdom of bodily resurrected saints who live and reign with Jesus. Only Jesus could conquer death because only Jesus was sinless and not deserving of death. Only Jesus rose from the death, rose from death and never to die again. And only Jesus can ha- give eternal life to those who come to him in faith and trust him for forgiveness of their sins. All those that were resurrected were fully human, sinful beings. They deserve the penalty of death. They deserve death. But in Jesus, there is no sin. He lived the perfect life, the life we can never live. And he sacrificed himself, dying to pay for the sins of all of mankind. Jesus experienced God's judgment so that we might never be judged. He took God's wrath, poured out on him so that we might never experience God's wrath. He died so that we might never die, and he rose so that we might live. Some might ask, what must I do to be saved? Well, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Jesus said in John 14, 19, because I live, you also live today. And I know that we have many listeners that listen to this, and maybe you got drawn to this because of the the title. But if you haven't given your life to Jesus, and today your eyes were open, and maybe you saw that maybe they are right. Maybe there is enough proof for this resurrection. Maybe Jesus is God. Maybe he is who they claim, these Christians claim to be. And today you want to give your life to the Lord. Well, you can Bible just says that you just need to confess in your heart that he is God, that you believe that he died and rose again on the third day. And so in your heart, you just say, God, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for believing a lie. Forgive me for not believing that you are the son of God, that you did die for my sins, that you did the, the give, but you did die and rise again so that I can have eternal life and live with you for all. And then just confess your love to him. Tell him how much you're thankful and grateful for that. 
And then after you do that, the Bible says that go and tell somebody. This is if you, 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 you said, if you deny me before men, he too will deny you before the Father in heaven. But if you believe that he is the Son of God, then confess him before others. Go and share the gospel. Tell others about Jesus and let them too come to know. And there might be some of your friends that might be listening to this that have uh, skeptics or they might not believe in the resurrection. Share the show with them. And, 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 and let them hear. And maybe that some of the things that we said, or maybe the, we might've poked holes in, in some of this, the, the skeptics, um, you know, case out there, but Bob, how could they get a hold of us? If or I should say Bob Alicia's, how can they get a hold of us <laughs> out there? Well, as always, I'd point you to our website, theriotpodcast.com. We have tons of resources there that uh, can help you out. You, and just reach out to us. We, you can, you can also do it on our social media sites. So you can go to you can go to Facebook or Twitter, and Pete loves responding to comments on Facebook. So just put your question in the comments section, and we will get back to you. In fact, that is where we come up with a lot of our show ideas. So don't be afraid to share your thoughts and share ideas and ask us questions. We would love to respond to those. And for those of you that are listening to a podcast, I would recommend and encourage you to go to YouTube, check out our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Even if you you listen to podcasts most of the time, check it out. You've got to see Pete's hair today. I mean, it, it is just, good, right? it is on point. It looks amazing. And you can't do that on the podcast. So you got to go to the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell so you get notified every time a new episode comes out. And man, that would just be awesome. Give us just put something in the comments. Let us know where you're listening or watching us from. That would be really cool. And uh, Bob, what an amazing show. Yes. I'm so glad you joined great, us. Today. Great it's time. And really, I love it. Really, it's just been awesome. I love hearing your insight. I love the discussion in our, in our show prep. That was awesome. Listeners, have an amazing week. Have a blessed Easter. And uh, would you share the show with somebody right now? When we, we are almost done at the end of this, just, just share it. Just send it to whoever God puts on your heart first. Send it to somebody and say, hey, check this out. I, uh, it goes really fast, doesn't it? It does. It's just so quick. But hey, any last thoughts from you? Anything that pops in your head? Uh, just what we you believe in the resurrection. It can be a pretty wild, audacious claim, but I think we can back it up. Mm-hmm. So if you have any doubts about it, more into the reason yeah, side. I would, I, would, I would change the word think. I'm pretty sure we can back it up. Amen. I don't, I don't know if there's any, there's no way to not agree. Amen. Anyway, stuff. all right, be blessed, everybody. Love you. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.